Welcome to Series 3 of the Conformance Cast with EQMS expert Tim Aiken. The Conformance Cast is produced by A2LA Workplace Training. For more helpful resources on standards and conformance, visit a2lawpt.org. Welcome back to Series 3 of the Conformance Cast, where we're talking to Qualtrax's Tim Aiken about quality management systems. Hey, Evan. So I gave everybody a cliffhanger last time. I like alluded to this. Yeah. In the last series with Michelle Wade, she talked about an instance where uh, at the organization she was working for at the time, they had this thing that she referred to as the Never Never event where two (laughs) unrelated servers, uh, like one was a primary server, one was a backup server. They were meant to exist simultaneously, specifically so that there was no situation where they could both crash. But due to mysterious circumstances, they did both crash. Uh, She didn't know how or why it happened. Nobody seems to know how or why it happened. And they, they lost like their entire system, not just the data in it, but like the entire purpose built, uh, like digital record keeping system that they had. Oh boy. Yeah. And a lot of, she was explaining a lot of the people who built that system, uh, either didn't work for them anymore or were unreachable or in some cases had even like passed away by that time. So what would you say to somebody who's had an experience like that? Or what would you say to someone who, just has this general hesitancy about trusting digital technology. Yeah. I mean, first off, that would be so stressful. I couldn't even imagine. Um, Yeah, that would be terrible. Uh, I think, you know, if we're, if we're talking about hesitation, right. Of of course. And I, I think the, the first thing that you have to realize is that, a critical failure like that can happen anytime with even the best plans in place, right? Mm-hmm. If your entire system is paper and your building catches on fire, right? <laughs> you're out of luck. Like th- that, It's kind of the same thing, but in a different way. Everything that you have is on that server and it crashes, you're out of luck, right? Mm-hmm. The answer, of course, is minimizing that risk of that happening, right? So how do I get to a point where that risk is so small that I have confidence that it's really improbable to ever happen. If you're on paper, maybe that means that you're keeping backup copies of your entire paper documents and records offsite somewhere else, right? And you've got somebody who drives every month all of the new record copies out to this other storage location, right? And sure, that could work. It would be kind of a pain. Yeah, I would seems, hate doing seems it. Very but, cumbersome to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, it could work. It, it could accomplish that and it could make your, your risk so small that you would you know adequately be covered if a fire happens. Now, you could you basically are going to do that same type of thing with an electronic system. And I, I'll tell you specifically what Qualtrics does um, so that you can get an idea of what digital companies like us do. Um, we have this backup procedure that is pretty common in, in the industry and and Uh, We actually take it a little bit further, but um, what we do is we take a full system backup every day, right? So you have a a production server where all of your data is housed. We take a backup, a full backup of that entire system every single day. 
And then we do incremental backups of the database where documents and records are every eight hours. Okay, so now I've got two servers, which is pretty similar to what Michelle said, right? You've got two servers with information, one on each. What we then do is fully separate those locations where those backups are uh, to different locations around the country. So my, uh, my production server is on the East Coast, and then my backups are all housed on the West Coast, right? So now I've got physical separation of the two. There's no way that you know something that happens at one is going to affect what happens at the other. Now, there is, of course, some tiny, minute possibility that a catastrophic failure could happen in both California and New York. I don't know that that's really where they are, but they're East and West Coast, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There is, you know, there is something that could happen where at the same time they both go down. That would be so incredibly unlikely that we've minimized the risk to something that now there's not really a probability that it happens, right? And you could keep doing that. You could, you could keep, taking more backups and putting them in more locations. But at some point, the benefit doesn't really help the risk anymore. So really, the the thing that you guys need to do and, and talking to your listeners here now is to make sure you're asking the right questions, right? And it sounds like this lab probably did most of the things right. But because there were some there wasn't anybody internal who had knowledge of the system anymore, that maybe there was some some failures that happened out of that, right? So we've got to be able to ask the right questions. Who your vendors are using, right? So we use Amazon Azure for our cloud-hosted systems. So who you're using, what all of the policies are around the data, how you're backing them up, what your uh, retention policy is so we can go back in time, um, what your catastrophic policies are, how quick can you have us back up, how often do you test those things, you need to ask those of your vendors and, as she saw, your own internal IT teams, right? You need to ask them what's going on with your data because the last thing you want is to come in one morning, flip it on, and everything be gone. Uh, so ask the questions. Make sure you know where that data is. Make sure you know how it's backed up, what the strategy is, and what that risk is going to be um, for your data go going forward. How do you know the right questions to ask? Boy, that is a fantastic question. Um, I would I would imagine that uh, in Michelle's case, she knows the right questions because she she entertained uh, the worst possible yeah. outcome, right? Um, I, you know, boy. Um, let's say let's say you're buying Qualtrics, um, and you come in and you say uh, one of the most common things we get is is you know our IT team wants to talk to you about your security practices. Um, ask for security documentation, ask for, um, anything that's related to the data. Where's our data stored? You know, what's your, your strategy for getting us back online if something catastrophic were to happen? Where are your policies and your procedures for when that happens? Uh, you guys, as part of your vendor analysis, when you're deciding who to go with, you want to verify that we are also doing some of these things. So ask for records, ask for, information related to what you're um, trying to accomplish. You know, ask us if we are not asking you the right questions. People like me, uh, in my job as solutions engineer, you know, I get asked all kinds of things across a wide variety of organizations. 
don't be afraid to ask me if there's anything that you're missing. Um, you know, anything you haven't considered. I'm pretty open. You know, salespeople are salespeople. I, I'm not a salesperson. I'm designed to help you get answers. Um, so ask people in my type of a role what types of questions you should be asking, and I'll, I'll let you know. I know that talking about uh, big, weird security events like this is, uh, you know, very dramatic, and it, most people aren't likely to encounter situations like that. But uh, I think talking about that, it was really interesting to me because I thought it sort of helped demystify digital technology a little bit by, by addressing this. I, I think uh, from my perspective, a lot of people are hesitant about the very concept of technology in a lot of cases, just because they don't understand how it works in the way that they understand sure. how a pile of paperwork works. And that's not me being sure. critical at all. I'm very much in the same boat. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm not as technologically literate as I think people expect someone my age to be. So that definitely helps someone like me understand what can go wrong in the extreme and also understand that like measures are being taken to, to prevent that sort of thing from happening. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, th I think this is actually a pretty nice little uh, kind of ribbon on all of it. Cause you know, if you're looking at a solution to help you with your quality management, right? You've you've got your own uh, requirements and and quality system that you have to fall under, and you're bringing in something to help you with that. Well, what is what's that vendor doing for their quality, right? How mm -hmm. are they also meeting standards to help show that when they give you something, it's also going to work just like you know the test that you ran just worked and gave you a good result, right? So um, looking for other types of organizations that are also accredited, that are being transparent about their processes and what they do, um, you know, make sure you go for that type of thing. Last thing you want is for somebody to say, oh, just take my word on it that we're backing up our systems, right? Kind of like, just take my word on it that we're QCing our instruments every day. Mm -hmm. you, you, sh you should want proof of that. You should want to see that in writing and see, okay, this is... This is the actual thing that did it. You want data that backs up that claim. Um, so don't be afraid to, to ask for those things when you get into your vendors. Yeah. And an organization that is doing all the things right shouldn't hesitate to be transparent about it. They should. Uh, I, I'm sure any, anyone who's gone to all the trouble of doing everything right all the time is going to brag about it. So exactly. Yep. All right. That's all the questions I have. Uh, thank you so much for all of this enlightening conversation, Tim. Would you like to tell us where we can find information about Qualtrics if anyone is so inclined? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's been a pleasure and I've had a lot of fun and hopefully uh, your, your listeners will enjoy it and at least get some good info. Um, if you do have uh, questions for Qualtrics or for me, um, our website is www.qualtrics.com. Um, you can reach uh, me via my email address at uh, T-A-K-I-N. Um, I'm sure my name is in your show notes, so you could uh, look that up at T-A-K-I-N at qualtracks.com. I'd be glad to answer any questions you have or get you in touch with uh, the right people. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, uh, 
A2LA Workplace Training has all kinds of information available as well about QMS systems and what you should expect out of them and information about standards and how they relate. Uh, we also have consulting services. We also have partnered with Qualtrics to create a designated workflow for 17025. It's very interesting. You can get information on that at a2lawpt.org. And of course, as always, if you have any questions for us, we are available. Uh, send us an email. There's a contact us on the website. I don't actually know what our next guest is going to be, but I will keep you all updated on it. Thank you for listening to the Conformance Cast, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Conformance Cast. Please remember to subscribe, and if you're enjoying our content, consider leaving a rating or review. Visit a2lawpt.org for more information on conformance, metrology, and how you can implement a conformant quality management system.